0: I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, can we, boy. Can
1: we
0: touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help!
1: Help! Good morning, good morning, professional Ward Scott here in the Manly Wardhall Man Cave in uh, the Piney Woods of North Central Florida. Hot today in the Melon Law Studio. Melon Law is the only official law firm partner of the University of Florida Fighting Gators and a full service law firm and protected by Crime Prevention 7 365. Let's see who's early to class today. Um,
0: we can get a handle here on my on my. Yeah, there we go. And uh, I'm watching myself in one of these machines here
1: trying to get myself running okay that's good enough um got a couple local things before we plunge into the title of the show today which is the uh a debate hallelujah i mean can you believe it and uh that's what we're looking at i mean that's where we are in america the 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 debate you know i mean it's just it's like it never ends and particularly with Trump,
0: it's just never ended. It just goes and goes and goes. And I don't know, it may never end. I can't remember in my lifetime, and my lifetime is stretching out there a fair
1: degree, when anyone just soaked up and dominated and lived in everybody's head rent free like he does. Um, so I'm going to start off with a couple of things that are kind of a relief story, if you will, a little bit out of the ordinary. Uh, And one of the things that struck me, and I've been concerned about this for a long time, you know, sometimes little things bug you.
0: I am bugged, I'll tell you why it's come to my attention. There is a a condo area here that I'm uh, familiar with, Familiar with quite a few of them anyway. It has no pets. Okay, that's one of the decrees. A lot of renter people come into that issue that the landlords really don't want the pets. But what if the pet is a service dog? And I know of a condo right now, just one, I'm sure there are more, where renters who rent the condos, they don't own them, they rent them, are getting over on the condo association by claiming that the dog they have in their unit is a service dog. How do we know they have them is because they don't scoop up the poop
1: of the quote unquote service dog in the common areas of the condo. Furthermore, I know of an instance where a
0: quote unquote service dog has bitten not one, but two or three other occupants of other units. And the Condo Association is trying to figure out a way to deal with this. Come to find out, Publix has beat them to the punch. Publix, by the way, about, if you poll where people shop,
1: about 65%, 63%, something like that, people get their grub at Publix. Then it's the remainder is split between Winn-Dixie and some of the smaller units.
0: So by far, Publix is the leader, if you will, in frequency of consumers,
1: volume of consumers, all that. They have placed
0: now large signs at the front of Publix grocery stores all throughout Florida and you can check them out. You go to your local Publix today, if you are so inclined. And notice the sign. And the sign reminds shoppers that only service animals are allowed in the store, not personal pets. And this is the this is kind of interesting Not even emotional support animals. Now what is a a, 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 an emotional support animal? I don't it could be a boa restrictor, I guess. Boa constrictor. It could be I don't know. The point is, there's only one definition of a service dog. And the sign on the door in front of Publix, according to our analysis here,
1: which is in, um, I think it's in the Gainesville Sunset. It's in several other papers. This is coming out of the Palm Beach Post. And- USA Network,
0: those publics, of course, are all throughout the state. Under federal law, service animals are dogs or miniature horses trained to perform tasks for people with disabilities.
1: Non-service animals are not allowed in grocery stores by the
0: FDA. This is what the sign says in front of publics. Dogs, pets, and other animals whose sole function is to provide comfort,
1: companionship, or emotional support do not qualify as service animals and are
0: not permitted in publics, even with a doctor's note. Now, I had to reread this to see that a miniature horse, I guess, under this definition, could be allowed in a publics. Personally, I've never seen one. But if that horse is trained
1: to perform tasks for people with disabilities,
0: the federal law, according to the sign in front of publics, defines them as service animals. Now, the article says that the company's policy on service animals has existed for years. But it's not clear what led Publix to put out these new signs in front of their stores. And Publix is not immediately responding. So I don't blame them. Let me tell you where I'll never forget this. Tijuana, Mexico. You know, it's right across the border. On our side is the United States of America. Go across the border and you're in a different world. Went into a, I don't know if you call it a grocery store. It's a place where you get food. And sleeping in the lettuce bin Was a cat in Mexico, in Mexico, sleeping in the lettuce bin. I don't know what to make of that. Do you, do you, does anybody know what to make of that? And I thought, wow, there is a real difference. There is a real difference to uh, what's on the other side of the border, because on the other side of the border, I didn't see that. I didn't see the cat sleeping in the bin. So I haven't been to Publix lately, but I'm told there were chihuahuas and all kinds of things riding around in baskets. Huh? Are they service animals? And a lot of these dogs are not friendly. The one in the condo unit has bitten three people. So this is something for you to take a look at on your daily trip to your food shopping, the issue is misrepresenting pets as service animals actually is a crime. It is a violation of a Florida law. Now, we'll see how this goes. I just wanted to start out the show with something That um, wasn't about Trump, I guess I could say. Because
1: so much today is about Trump. And uh, so be it.
0: That's the way it is. And it's going to be more that way. The other item I have here, which is not about Trump. But boy, it sure harkened back some memories for me and probably for you. You recall Tim Tebow and what a fine, upstanding Christian youth he was. There's an article out now that Brandon Sipes used to chase him around with pictures of women to test his virginity commitment as if he were taking kryptonite near Superman. And you recall that Tebow would get down in the prayerful knee position, one knee. And people always wonder, did that have something to do with him not being accepted someplace, somewhere, in some position in the NFL. And of course they compared it inevitably to Kaepernick, who was the antithesis. Well, now there's an article in Breitbart, I thought was a reminder of Tim Tebow, an assistant football coach, an assistant football coach, or a Washington high school, has been now able to return to coaching after he was fired eight years ago for praying and kneeling to God at the 50-yard line at the end of games. At the end of games. Now, it seemed to me I've seen Tebow do that. But Tebow wasn't an assistant coach at a high school. This guy's name was, of all things, Joe Kennedy. He sued Bremerton School District after being fired in 2015, settling his lawsuit for
1: $1,775,000. The United States Supreme Court sided with Kennedy and that the high school and school district violated his First Amendment right to freedom of
0: religion and freedom of speech. This case went to the Supreme Court twice. Kennedy was reinstated to his position by a court order. And he says he's a little nervous about returning to the sideline. He wants to see how he's being accepted after all this brouhaha about something which t- Tim Tebow was doing about the same time, I think. So, Kennedy said there's much more to coaching football than the
1: X's and the O's. And he would only talk about his faith in God if one of his players broached the subject. In addition to being a coach, he's an author. He has a new book called Average Joe, the Coach Joe Kennedy, which is a memoir about his troubled youth, what he learned in the Marines, the lessons he instills in his players, his faith in God, and his love for family. So
0: school censorship, we're going to cover a little bit of that in a minute. And this is on the athletic side, on the coaching side. The um, academic side, has been under attack by the woke people for quite some time. And we know it. We know it because of the treatment of DeSantis. Now, DeSantis, why is he being singled out? Well, you know why. The uh, Attempt by the left to control academia. DeSantis has taken that on. Along, You know, he took on, with, took on Disney. But he's taken it on at New College
1: in Sarasota. And the students and their professors at New College have filed a lawsuit in federal court against its trustees, its interim president, and state education officials. And what they're trying to do is stop the implementation of a recently passed state law prohibiting colleges from using course curricula to indoctrinate students in Marxist dogma. And examples of that are critical race theory, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And the plaintiffs claim that this legislation is an affront to academic freedom and will kill the ability of departments and professors to mainstream,
0: are you ready, gender and queer studies. This is where we are. This place, New College, started out pridefully, loudly proclaiming that it was the bastion of critical thinking skill teaching. But the problem with the woke side, they don't let you really critical think if the outcome you come to is not one they want. It's clear what they're trying to do. They oppose the initiative. This is in the Hill. They oppose the initiative to return to Western Canon, which is the heart of the liberal arts education. What do we mean by uh, Western Canon? C A N O N, the long series of Trials and tribulations of thinking that emerged out of Europe. Going all the way back to Greco-Roman times. Working its way
1: through censorships by churches. Until it
0: emerged as a a value in the Protestant Reformation. Long struggles. You know, we inherited the people who got kicked out of Europe for being too radically conservative, those people came and started the United States, the Puritans. Their name is Puritan because they don't think the academic freedom of discussion was pure enough in Europe So they leave, and what they meant by pure was it didn't come to the conclusion they wanted. And they come here, and they set up those values here, and begin to slaughter the Indians and enslave them, and conquer the forest. The Puritans started slavery, not the Southerners. The Puritans... Enslaved the Native American. Now, you have this puritanical movement at Sarasota, which is a leftist, left-wing, closed-minded, pseudo-intellectual, pseudo-scholarship, masquerading, as a forum for open and free debate and thinking. And its signals are CRT and DEI. And they are backed and aided and abetted by the media. Now, I bring all this up because the debates tomorrow night, I promise you, are going to attack
1: DeSantis or at- attacking the closed-mindedness of places like New College. And if you don't have
0: your wig on, right, you'll get confused. You'll get gaslighted. You'll get cross-ra- cross-raised in the road. Because the rhinos in that debate are concerned that they'll be
1: associated with what they want to label the Sanders as being as ultra-right wing and intolerant of open discussion, when
0: the opposite is true, the leftists are intolerant of the open discussion. The woke tide, as the hill refers to it. Now, in conjunction with this is the willingness of the Democrats to silence and jail Trump in a series of what over, well over 50% of the, the nation, I saw the stats, about 65% of the nation, believes is a politically motivated prosecution that is going after people who dissent the woke agenda. New College used to be an obscure place. But now it has become a focus for this battle between sensible defenders of Western civilization and the Marxist leftists who have all but taken over academia. Keep your eye on this. This is really a, and this isn't a Hill publication, but this is literally a Hill worth fighting for. The neo-Marxist gaslighting of academic freedom is what is under attack in the state of Florida. Now, you may have seen some of these articles that are also being published. They're on the front page of the Gainesville Sun a couple of days. I think it was Sunday. wherein in. The liberal rag has taken the side of all things, of people who are leaving the Yankee states, coming to Florida and lamenting that Florida is not the way they want it to be, which is woke. I got to tell you, turn around and leave. We don't want too many of you. That's what happened in Arizona.
1: Did you know that story? People went to Arizona to get away from allergies. There were no plants. It was
0: a desert. What's the first thing they did? They brought shrubs and plants and brought, therefore, the allergies with them. That's a lot of what you've got going on here. So the New York Times, the New Yorker, the Atlantic, these
1: people, watch them. They are going to take the side
0: of the attacks as being right-wing racist led by
1: the right-wing a racist GOP, because they're afraid of DeSantis. If DeSantis were to get into the White House, they, he, would,
0: he knows how to do it without stumbling around the way Trump is. DeSantis is methodical. Trump is like the proverbial bull in the china closet. DeSantis would basically accomplish what Trump is accomplishing or wanted to accomplish, but he'd do it because he understands his way around the bureaucracy. That's my humble opinion. So I would suggest that you, Jonathan Tobin has written this article. I would suggest you keep this in your mind uh, about this battle and keep focused on something like uh, New College, because that's really where the battleground is going to be. That hill and a couple of others. They're going to bring up Disney as well. They're going to play the LGBTQ. And that's going to be Republicans doing this. We'll take a break for the weather. You're right back on the Word Scott Files.
1: demand and in crisis. As a first responder for 18 Florida counties and the southeast from Texas to Virginia, we are proud of this rare accomplishment. Lewis Oil delivers. Attention all Gator fans, Melden Law is giving away a chance to experience the Florida-Georgia game like never before. Two nights stay at the Hilton on the River, dinner at Ruth Chris Steakhouse, two premium tickets to the game, and football signed by coach Billy Napier and much more. Go to the Melden Law Facebook page and look for the VIP experience for two. Good luck and go Gators.
0: This is Ward Scott. And I want to thank all our
1: sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott files premium sponsors are crime prevention, security systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Melvin Law, the only official injury partner of the Florida Gators. The Scott Files Gold sponsors are Lewis Oil Company, Shoot GTR, On-the-Spot Dry Cleaners, r Construction, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.WardScottFiles.com
0: Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pat him. Hi, boy.
1: Can we
0: touch him? No, thanks. Help me! Help! Help! All right, welcome back to Ward Scott Files. We've got Ward's weather brought to you by Lewis Oil.
1: Fossil fuel filled up at Chevron, Lewis oil. Well, it's going to be hot again. It's 75 in the morning, started out. It's going to get up to 95, no rain. Um, You know, we got things churning around out there and over the water. We've got a tropical storm probably headed into uh, Texas in that area. Give them a rain event out of that. You saw the rain event in Southern Cal. Boy, I'm telling you, mud, mud, mud. There's nothing worse. Boy, Trying to dig yourself out of that. Of course, we know about Hawaii and Maui, bad situation there. But uh, had a long talk with one of my friends who lives there yesterday, and the problem is, water in um in Maui is gold. It, it you know if you've got water, you've got gold. And he said the siren that the uh, man is getting a lot of criticism for for not. Uh, sounding, only sounds for a tsunami. It's the only reason they used that siren. He said if he had that man had sounded the siren, everybody would have headed for the hills and been probably burned because it was going that way. The uh, sounding of the siren was never dis- intended to be used Well, what happened that day with the hurricane? It's all because water is gold and the water form
0: that is most threatening normally to that area is a tsunami. Well, there are three active Atlantic storms right now. Franklin, it's currently a tropical storm. It's approximately 260
1: miles from Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic. Harold is currently a tropical storm,
0: approximately 70 miles from Port Mansfield, Texas, the one we just talked about. And Gert is a tropical depression, approximately 290 miles
1: from the northern Leeward Islands. There you are. And that's
0: the weather, thanks to Lewis Oil. Well, I was talking about New College. I want to bring you up to date, although it's going to be a more developing story later. You may recall, if you watch the show a lot, that we covered... the Marxist intrusion
1: into the school of dance at the University
0: of Florida. And we have all those documents posted on Ward's hot bulletin board. I'll just refresh you a little bit about this. This was foisted upon the School of Dance by a dean who decided herself basically that dance in its form, since it had its roots in Western Europe, was. A classic example of systemic racism. And that therefore, dance in the form of ballet, classical forms of dance, emphatically condemned global. Anti blackness, that's what she was going to do. She was going to go to war on the anti blackness, which was global and demonstrated itself in dance. And that this was causing countless Americans, and I'm reading from the document sent to the UF dance students, causing countless Americans. to suffer as evidenced by Black Lives Matter. And says, we also recognize that the field of dance has been
1: built upon and has benefited from white supremacist
0: beliefs, policies, and practices in a variety of ways. And then this dean developed faculty evaluations under Fox, that president who sat back and let this happen, that could identify in faculty actions collectively and individually that were anti-racist and anti-BIPOC, which is black indigenous people of color. I kid you not, I kid you not. There were workshops, training meetings, confessionals. Here's an individual comment, it has a person's name. As a white female, I am fully committed to deepening my understanding and awareness of systematic is what she called it. Systematic racism. And devise ways to dismantle it in my everyday life and classes. That's just one. These people are doing this with a gun to their head. Here's another professor, confessional, it's Alan Ward's bulletin board, hot bulletin board. As a white American professor of dance and faculty researcher, faculty researcher, in African studies and Latin American studies, I
1: deepen my commitment to center the experience of black global
0: innovators, as foundational to the history, present, and future of dance, huh huh then this dean Onye ozuzu Has a resume vita here. That I know you probably don't ever remember is thicker than the Sears catalog, which you probably have never seen anymore. Than the New York telephone book, I'm sure they don't have that anymore. Dr. Ben Sass came in. Do you remember how he was greeted by the leftists? They wanted to get him out. They didn't they didn't want him to be president. He became president. And guess what has happened to this dean? My informants tell me, with great glee, that she has been removed as the dean, and will re- go to the classroom. Now, you see, it's very difficult to actually get rid of people in academia. You can move them around, it's another story getting rid of them. And way back when, when I broke this story, there became a conversation about what to do with her. But Fox was the president. He let this stuff go on. I can't prove it. But I believe because of people like this dean, because of comments like those I just shared with you, The word got to the Board of Trustees. We need to do something about this. And so we got a Republican president. Right? Oh, the complaint was he didn't think about education, he knew Marxist behavior when he saw it. I have to think, and eventually the story will come out. I don't have the whole story yet. But according to my research people, this dean will be back, back in the classroom. And the point is, I can't these decrees anymore. I have to think that has something to do don't you, with the same battle that's going on at New College? The same battle. So there's much more going on here tomorrow night than just a debate. It's a battle for the country, really. And the only way to really evaluate those guys, I think, is to take a look at how strong they are on some of these issues, if they are asked about them. If they are asked about them. Now, I've looked up some things about how the
1: national analyzers are looking at these characters.
0: The one who's liked the least is Christy. And what is touchy about that is because he has taken on Trump. So, for the others and criticize Trump, well, Trump won't be there. We can talk about the pluses and minuses of that. So, how do you handle that? And this. Lamaswami, I think he's being pushed by the media because they think he is more ambivalent about the issues that DeSantis is not ambivalent about. And therefore more attractive to the leftists. In fact, they're probably not even sure about what he is a leftist. But Christie, by taking down Trump, has probably put himself in considerable jeopardy. The saddest we've talked about, he is well-known, believe it or not,
1: in spite of The fact you see him poll this and poll that as the rising
0: Republican star who one-on-one with Trump would be the most interesting discussion. And of course, Trump has already attacked DeSantis. So without Trump on the stage, DeSantis will be the number one target. Trump has launched a barrage of nonstop attacks on him. Trump has called him DeSantis. So without Trump on the stage, DeSantis will be the prime target for other candidates. There was a leaked memo from Never Back Down that he claims he never saw DeSantis. I wouldn't doubt it. Remember how they tried to leak things on Romney? Romney probably would have been the president if it were not for that leaked comment at one of his political gatherings. Tim Scott, well-liked has largely run a positive campaign using the happy warrior persona. He'll be the only black candidate on the stage. But he has attacked DeSantis over Florida's standards on teaching black history, which are the curriculum for that course is great. It truly is diverse. And so they're going to slam. This, that's going to be one of the things they'll slam him for. But, he's, you know, DeSantis is. He took the position. And we've already highlighted the merit of that curriculum. You've got Nikki Haley now. Everybody, Listen, Nikki Haley is head and shoulders above. Calmly. And head and shoulders, really, even, you would think right of that above Hillary the liar. She's going to claim to be a woman of color. Now, you decide. Somebody pointed out to me the other day that if you have a glass of water and you put a drop of tea in it, you have watered down tea, you don't have water. Nikki Haley. You know, you know when you start saying person of color, Are you including in that watered-down tea? Irrefutably, she's a woman. And, and, And has many qualities as a woman which are noteworthy. And she'll be the only woman on the stage. So you'll have Tim Scott. I don't like the term black because black doesn't describe, the term is Negro, but you can't use that anymore. So that is the Hill's analysis. Now for Trump, he's going to be able to, as they say, float above the fray. He has quote unquote massive margins. I'll
1: be very careful about that because if I were the left,
0: I would want Trump to have math, massive margins. I'd want him to have massive margins because I'm betting we're going to lock him up. So I'm always wary of polls that say Trump has massive margins. And this CBS poll says, oh, he's leading Ron DeSantis by 46 points. This is August of 2023. (laughs) Trump going with Carlson I don't know what you think of that. I don't think much of it. The Hill doesn't even comment on it. So with Trump gone, the analysis here from the Hill is that the other people will get to make their case uninterrupted by him. But the con is that they're going to have to be very careful that they don't slam Trump because they don't know but what Trump is, quote-unquote, synonymous with the Republican Party. So the rivals are going to have a very complicated landscape to get through. They can't be too conciliatory and they can't be too strident. The other good thing about Trump being gone, according to the people who are analyzing these things, is there'll be less chaos. Wherever Trump goes, there's chaos. The personal insults. It's been effective for it. We use it in broadcasting. We'll give somebody a nickname. Why? Because it makes that person memorable. They're little hooks that catch people's attention. So it's a technique. They'll probably be lower ratings with Trump gone. So we'll see how that goes. We'll have Ted with us tomorrow. And we'll talk about these things a little more carefully. The Let me see who brought this up. I've been looking at a lot of these different items. Washington Times suggests... That Hillary Clinton is overjoyed. At the quandary, of course, that the powers that be have got Trump in. And she, along with Pelosi, Abrams, Hesselneck, that Jerry. Clicking their heels now. They are really thinking, boy,
1: this is going to turn out to be the advantage we've finally
0: been looking at. And we don't see how we can miss. This debate is going to take place in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It'll go from 8 to 10 p.m. local time. It will air on Fox News and be live streamed on foxnews.com. And I have Brent Baer and Martha McCallum, who are pretty darn good anchors, handling it. Uh, here's what the criteria is for being on the stage. First, the candidates need to have a total of 40,000 unique donors, including at least 200 unique donors in 20 states or territories. Secondly, they have to hit at least 1% support in three national
1: polls, or 1% support in two national polls and 1% support in two early state polls. They had until August 21 to meet the
0: criteria, and they have to pledge to support the 2024 party nominee. I thought that was pretty interesting stuff. Former vice president Mike Pence is known for already known for confronting Trump over his 2020 election lies. Christie is courting the anti-Trump wing of the party. Tim Scott has criticized Trump several times, but hasn't taken a strong stance. Nikki Haley has flip-flopped on her attacks on Trump, so you can't get a beat on her. Doug Burgum. He's centered his campaign on the economy. Ramaswamy has been criticizing wokeness. So he's going to bleed over a little bit into the DeSantis' field. And that person is probably DeSantis' greatest competitor. Asa Hutchinson is a big Trump critic and has lambasted white supremacists. So it's already being thoroughly analyzed. Why does the debate matter? It could lead to a bump in the polls and uh, influence fundraising. Establish more clearly how the candidates are like or dissimilar. We'll see. And it. Has this very possibility of being very anticlimactic, because the real drama, and Trump knows how to play this, comes when Trump turns himself in, because the Georgia sheriff has vowed to fing- to fingerprint and mugshot him, to mugshot, him. and the bat and the left will do back flips. Enjoy
1: when that happens. It will absolutely make their day. They have been trying to get this and get this and get this.
0: Now, Plantation Mark says he's not going to step past his bedtime. Can't heal yourself? A man of color? White is the color. Well, it is if you're painting your house, Ken. Good point. We know what that means. Good point. Well, there you have it. That's about all I know to say about
1: what is really at stake in this debate, is whether or not the country becomes
0: a Marxist country. It's pretty simple. Pretty simple, really. That's where we're headed. Take your pick. Warhol, Command Center out.